Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Align Nutrition Podcast. Today, we're talking about eating intuitively without being obsessed. Oftentimes when we're starting to heal our relationship to food, or we even have been for a while, we feel like we still are hyper thinking about food in ways that we don't want to. It feels kind of backwards. And so this podcast was inspired by a question from one of you asking, how do you get in the habit of eating intuitively and kind of staying in that mindset where you're training yourself to pay attention to your body Again, not being obsessed or policing yourself about it. And I I think this is really common because we're coming from diet culture, dieting, or an eating disorder where these things, disordered eating, that are these things are all really rooted in rules and rigidity and things that are very defined. So a lot of times when we enter the world of intuitive eating, it's this huge process. And there are some things that are very defined about it. But a lot of it's very nuanced and very flexible, really essentially progress-based. It's not something that you just step into and master a few skills. So I think that a lot of times when we're learning some of these skills and learning how to check in, we want to have some sort of definition drawn around what we're actually doing. So that does exist. And that's a bit what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to give you a couple different ways that you can kind of train yourself or practice some things to consider as you move about your day without, again, falling into that old pattern of thinking where you're obsessed and trying to rely on so much outside of yourself or, again, in your own head. And I want to note too that I have an entire podcast episode on intuitive eating. It's episode 25. I talk in depth about intuitive eating And really, it's part of a big framework of developing attunement to your body and learning how to respond. It's 10 different principles that span four areas. These areas include unconditional permission to eat all foods, eating for physical rather than emotional reasons. That doesn't mean never eat emotionally. And reliance on hunger fullness cues and body food choice congruence. So Reliance on hunger and fullness cues says that we're really getting in touch with what our hunger and fullness cues are. We almost always lose touch with that. And then the body choice, body food choice congruence is more that you end up, this idea that you end up seeking foods that tend to make your body feel good. And again, that's very personal. You know, for some people that might be a bagel makes them feel amazing and energized in the morning. And then other people, it might be that you know, eggs and toast make them feel energized and ready to go in the morning. So again, there's no specific foods. Diet culture, old line of thinking wants to make that so, but this is very, very personal. So body food choice congruence does not suggest anything. 
just like with a, you know, eating for physical rather than emotional reasons, we're looking at this idea of, hey, most of the time I'm operating from a primarily physical standpoint with eating. But if you came to my emotional eating workshop last week, or you listened to the podcast talking about the different types of hunger, or I have an episode as well on exclusively devoted to emotional eating, it's kind of this idea of, you know, we do eat emotionally. It is part of our, we cannot divorce food and emotions from each other. I mean, from a young age, as a baby, you're receiving sustenance from your mom or formula or whatever. That is literally a biological and an emotional experience of comfort. So it starts from day one. That's very much on purpose. So before we dive in further to, you know, getting reconnected and learning how to eat intuitively without obsessing, I want to quickly make a separation between mindful eating and intuitive eating. A lot of times I see people confusing intuitive eating or mindful eating as like the absence of tracking something, like whether that's macros or calories or not being on a diet or not tracking your food. You don't just move from that into intuitive eating or mindful eating without going through a bit of a process. So when it comes to mindful eating, and and I'm saying this because mindful eating is a practice that involves paying attention to what we eat and enjoying eating with all of our senses. And I see a lot of people trying to police themselves with the concept of mindful eating of, I have to really pay attention, intuitive eating as well. They've really been hijacked by diet culture of, I hope you eat this food slowly or so you want less. Or if you're not, you know, sitting down with a white tablecloth and saying kumbaya and having a couple deep breaths with a candle burning that somehow you're eating erratically and it wasn't mindful. And it's all in hoping that you eat less, less often, less amounts, etc. So that can really backfire and feel actually restrictive. So I just wanted to quickly note that difference of, you know, mindful eating does seek for us to have more time, space, and attention. It, it seeks to bring joy and satisfaction to eating. It's a skill you can develop whether you're enjoying, you know, a long enjoyable meal again with the white tablecloth or just a basic lunch at your desk at work. You can eat with intention and focus in any situation. And there is this idea that we're more likely to enjoy our food choices, or if we're somebody that does overeat related to not paying attention, that could lessen. But again, it's not the purpose of mindful eating. We don't want to use it in that way. We want to use mindful eating to be connected. You know, with mindful eating, you might even notice new taste textures with with familiar foods. You know, I've had clients who might say, gosh, I didn't even know. I don't even like that food. I just always thought that I did. Or gosh, I really like this food and I used to always hate it. I'm glad I tried it again. Slowing down before eating can be great for digestion as there's a calmer pace to eating, a relaxation that takes place in our bodies. And it does give you a chance to notice your fullness and really seek pleasure with eating. And you can feel good about your food choices for that reason alone. Again, no matter what you're eating, eating in a mindful way can feel really good. Intuitive eating differs from mindful eating in that intuitive eating is really more broad, incorporates mindfulness as a skill. Both mindful eating and intuitive eating can lead to a more positive relationship with food and, you know, quote unquote, normal eating. Intuitive eating, again, though, like I mentioned in the beginning of this, really is validated by over 120 clinical studies. It's a really larger framework, as I said in the beginning. 
And, you know, extreme or primal hunger really makes mindful eating or intuitive eating nearly impossible. Again, if you listen to the podcast last week where I talked about the four different types of hunger, you might relate to this or the week before we're talking about getting to know your hunger and the difference of even fullness and overeating. So, you know, really avoiding being in that primal hunger place is going to be really helpful because you can't really tune in. It's almost like, let's say that you were trying to pay attention to what someone was saying to you and you knew you had to rush out the door in two minutes. Well, that would be hard to pay attention because you would know you need to leave immediately. And it can be the same thing. Our body is freaking out because we're not getting enough food. And so trying to pay attention and slow down would feel really impossible. Getting more into what are some ways that you can learn to practice intuitively eating now that we know what intuitive eating really is, now we know the difference of mindful eating and intuitive eating, and now that we understand how diet culture and primal hunger can both hijack the concept of intuitive eating and mindful eating for us. So now we want to move into, hey, I understand all that, and I'm glad that we're diving into a couple different things of ways that you can pay attention without obsessing. And so the first thing that I always ask my clients to consider is regular meal and snack patterns. So that might mean, you know, most people aren't going to find through this process that they really enjoy eating one meal a day and maybe a snack. That's probably not most people's ideal meal pattern. And and I've talked to thousands of people (laughs) over the last 10 years about their eating. And I, I can say with pretty good certainty that that's not an ideal way that our bodies function. And so then you want to think about like this when you're So let's say you discover, hey, you know, most of the time I I really probably eat two to three meals a day or always three meals a day, whatever. And I I tend to need snacks if the time between them are extended for any reason or have a lighter meal of some kind. So you can use this framework to kind of question and check in with yourself. So if you're practicing intuitive eating or mindful eating, and again, maybe you're even coming from the place that I mentioned before of like, I hope this means I eat less. And, And so you're really questioning everything. You know, if you are quote unquote not hungry for lunch, but you were, you know, three days this week, it wouldn't hurt to kind of check in and go, hmm, that's odd. I wonder why that is. And so maybe you decide to wait it out a little bit, or maybe you decide to go ahead and eat a little something. Because again, we know how primal hunger, if you wait too long and you get too hungry, can come in and kind of ruin the party. So the next thing you want to think about is considering regular timing with eating. You know, most people feel hungry every few hours or at least every four to five hours. So again, you can kind of use this as a way to check in with yourself. Gosh, I have not eaten in six hours and, you know, I'm trying to practice intuitive eating and check in with myself throughout the day, but I don't get it. I don't know why that is. And maybe again, you decide to try and eat something or maybe you decide to wait. Again, it goes back to that being able to explain it to yourself. If you, you know, wait it out and then you're really hungry later and you have trouble stopping eating or you feel like you just can't get full and you eat a snack after snack after snack, then you know, hey, maybe that means that you were overly hungry and that, you know, in terms of intuitive eating and enhancing that skill, that that's just what happened. And and again, it's you're blaming not yourself, you're getting to know your biological cues and understanding them, which is, is quite the opposite of diet culture. The last thing you want to consider here is how satisfying your eating is. Does this eating experience that you just had, you know, include a nutrient dense and calorically satisfying foods? These are the types of things that they're not really an exact science. You know, as I'm speaking to you right now, 
I don't know your individual energy needs. So, you know, I don't know how fed you were the day before, how much you exercise, your levels of sleep, stress, and just generally your your individual energy needs, whether that's weight, height, body frame, size, etc. You know, there's this idea that considering how satisfying your eating is, if you just feel like you can't figure that out, that as a dietitian, that's my job to help people do that. Sometimes when I'm working with people, I think of it as like casting a leg where we might come up with some example meals and snacks for you to play around with and try and you can eat more or less or, you know, move them around and see what happens. But it can help you kind of learn to walk on your own, but not just be completely blind. So if that's you, I would love to help you. The link to work with me is is always in the show notes. But for some of us, you know, we can just try and, and take a stab in the dark and, and figure that out over time on our own. So, you know, I, I hope that this was helpful to kind of give you a couple things just to quickly recap when we think about intuitive eating as a, as a skill and being able to check in with ourselves and become more attuned without obsessing some of the things, skills that we can work on and develop would be, you know, number one, avoiding primal hunger, considering your regular meal and snack patterns, consider a regular timing with eating and how satisfying what you're eating is. And and using these things, again, like I said, as a crutch to check in and touch base. And then I think with just assuming that if you didn't sit down and throw the tablecloth out and really check in and that you happen to eat, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are eating in a way that is bad or wrong. You're just still getting in the practice of understanding your body and yourself. And, you know, I think a lot of times these are things that can just really open up a lot and they take time to explore and sort out. If you are interested at the end of this month, June 28th, I am, if again, if you're listening in real time, I'm relaunching a small group coaching experience. We're going to take eight to 10 of you through this process where we figure out exactly what that looks like to discover intuitive eating in a way that doesn't feel like you're jumping off of a cliff. And I think it's going to be a really special experience. If you've been thinking about working with me for a while, let's work together this summer and have yourself surrounded by other people who are in it with you. And DM me if you have any questions at Align Nutrition on Instagram. Check out the show notes for links. And I hope that you are doing well. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.